episode 35 of the Rolling and Rambling podcast with your boy, Steve Bertrand. There's me uh, popping my can again, and I'm actually pouring some of that Coca-Cola that I'm not sponsored by into uh, some rum and coke that I got from my grandpa's place. Uh, as I mentioned yesterday on the previous episode, he is in the hospital basically at end of life. I got to visit him yesterday, and I felt I didn't super feel like having a drink for him last night, but I feel like having one tonight. And I, I originally started this podcast... And I just wanted to record every day. I wanted to have that set up. And then I was like, oh, I don't want to record every day. I want to record when I feel like I want to record. And the Rolling and Rambling podcast concept for me is very much just me thinking through a process. Thinking through different life lessons that I'm going through. And thinking is very interesting as a construct as well. That's what I'm saying, like, anyway, overthinking is the subject of today's podcast. See, I'm an amber rum guy, like, uh, lambs, amber rum, so not the white rum, not the dark rum. Amber is the goldy color rum in the middle for those of you who aren't alcoholic beverage drinkers, uh, but in honor of my grandpa who likes the lambs navy rum it's the dark stuff i'm having a couple sips of that to be honest uh, it doesn't taste a whole lot different than the amber some days and it could just be because i have the right mix or whatever's going on anyway i digress long before i started the podcast one of my biggest detriments as a human being was to overthink I just took too many I took too many precautions when I was doing things I thought through all of the angles I I argued a lot of you know points in my head I wanted to talk about things over and over again I wanted to be justified and feel comfortable and feel secure and all those things. And it led to overthinking and it was just based on insecurity. Because I wanted to be 100% certain that whatever I was doing was the right thing to do. And the reason I mentioned insecurity is because I realized later in life that overthinking comes from insecurity. It doesn't come from an overactive brain. It doesn't come from, from all those things. They're all a byproduct of overthinking, right? Not having the control of your thoughts to understand that you can stop them, similar to meditation. Like, meditation is not about stopping thoughts. So I, I correct myself. It's not about stopping thoughts. It's about changing thoughts or, or minding the gap, as they call it. Like, trying to still, to make your mind still for a long enough period of time where you can actually get some peace but overthinking comes from just being overly stimulated all the time social media uh, you know uh, angry people like I got yelled at last night you know over a disagreement 
politics and friends and things and and it's just I I realized I don't want to deal with that stuff anymore. And before I would overthink it and I would talk to all these people and I would tell them all these things and I would justify reasons never to speak to this person again or whether I'm going to speak to them again or I would say I would never speak to them again and then I'm going to talk to them again and then I have to justify why I'm doing that. Now I just don't care. Because I realize that the first step in everything that I deal with is overthinking. So when you know overthinking is the process, then you can stop. Like, not stop, but it's it's one of those things what you realize if overthinking is the first thing that you do and then you get onto the task, you simply just have to wait out the process of overthinking. And eventually when your brain realizes, oh, you're not overthinking anymore. Let's just skip that step and move along. And the reason I bring up overthinking is because I wanted to talk about how much fun I'm having with not being inundated with self-help books and courses and seminars and things like that. Number one, because I don't think it's who I want to be on a huge scale. Like I, Again, I'm talking through the, this process and I always think there's an inherent level of self-helpiness when I talk about this process for myself. But I I don't want to lead with this, oh, here's five steps of this bullshit, or five steps of how to fix it, or, like, I just don't want to do that anymore. Because one of the things I realized is I had to go through all those processes to learn all that stuff on my own. And I am who I am because of that stuff. So I can give people tips and advice and do all that stuff if they want it. But I don't want to offer unsolicited advice. And when you listen to this podcast, you te- tend to hope that I'm going to give you something of value. Whether it be entertainment or something thought-provoking or just something else. Something to give you a laugh. And I realized that Overthinking was stopping me from doing a lot of stuff. You know that old adage that, like, stupid people are a lot more successful? It's because they don't get in the way of themselves when they're trying to do something. Like, even this podcast, sometimes I get get in the way of myself. Whether I hit the button and re-record or, you know, whatever. The, tonight, I was, like, all fired up to have a drink and record this podcast. And I thought... What am I going to talk about? So then I wasn't going to record because I didn't have a topic. And then I started thinking, well, all the good podcasters have all these topics written out. And then they talk about them and all of that. And I realized the best course of action against overthinking is just to do. It's actually a good drink of rum. Now, again, not promoting drinking or anything like that. I just enjoy a beverage every now and then. Um, and been a interesting last couple of days with stress and, and different things that are going on. But it kind of all balances itself out. My, 
mom has to come over and help me a lot with like laundry and and well not like laundry with laundry and grocery shopping and things like that I give her money and and she helps out and I have a cleaning lady come in help me with things in my apartment and my mom came over today to drop off my groceries and pick up the laundry and drop off some other laundry and things and she found a cell phone outside of her house uh, a couple days ago and didn't know what to do with it maybe thought it was broken I ended up knowing a bit about cell phones because I used to work in a cell phone store and obviously a cell phone is a cell phone so I turned it on it worked and it was passcoded so all I could do was call the phone numbers that showed up on the text messages like on the home screen I couldn't read the texts and it ended up that one of the people that I called was actually the father of the person who had lost their phone. So this person gets a hold of me, says, you have my phone. I said, okay, cool, come and get it. He's like, can I come get it tomorrow? I gotta feed my kids and all that stuff. I said, yeah, man, that's cool. Why don't I just hop in the car and I'll come and grab it? Or, and you can come and grab it. I'm in a wheelchair and he's like, okay, I'll just pop out. Just he gave me his address, drove up there. It is, according to Google Maps, it was nine minutes from my house. So I returned his phone. And he's like, I'm going to have to send you something. I'm going to have to give you something. I thought, no, you know, if he does, that's cool. But that's not why he did that. Obviously, I've been in that situation and I realize like what a big pain in the butt it is to lose your phone. All your contacts, all your banking, all your all that stuff is on there. Yeah, it's passcoded, but it is a pain in the butt to get a new phone. And clearly, just the age of this phone, this iPhone had been uh, been through the ringer a little bit. He'd been hanging on to it, so um, there's probably quite a bit of stuff on it. Either way, whatever assumptions you want to make around around that, I gave a guy his, his phone back. And he, he actually, you know, I guess he used to hang out with my sister when they were younger. And so he knew me from the last name and all that stuff. And I just thought, you know, he dropped his phone over to my parents. And they brought it over to me. Like, how serendipitous is that? Right, and on top of the on top of that, I just got to do I got to do a good deed. Got to help somebody out, and I realized with the overthinking process, I never overthought the opportunity to just drop this guy's phone off. I never overthought like what I'm gonna do to help this guy find his phone. I mean, I'm glad with those three phone numbers that were on. You know that showed up on his on his text that I was able to call them and get a hold of somebody each time and just try and find this person. It turned out the first of the three phone calls that I made were this guy's dad. But I could have just been like, I don't know what to do with it. Uh, you know, maybe put an at like who knows what anybody else would have done. They maybe would have tried to jailbreak it and keep it, or maybe turned into the cops or whatever some other people would do, I just felt the need to try and find this guy's phone. Find find who belonged to this phone, whose phone this was. However you want to position that. And then I got to find him and I got to drive it to him because he couldn't come and get it because he had responsibility. And I was able to do that. That was cool. I didn't overthink that process. 
didn't even have a chance to overthink. Why was that? Was it because I was just doing the right thing and I knew in my heart that that was what I wanted to do? Most likely. It's also really only ever easy to overthink when you doubt whatever you're doing. And when you don't have confidence in what you're doing, you're going to doubt it. That's why you have to fake it till you make it and all the other adages, all the other sayings or adages, is adage the word? Anyway, saying is, is fake it till you make it. I have trouble with some of that because it, it allows you to be false to yourself. I have an inherent belief that generally most people are good people. Jim Rohn always had a saying that there's only about 10 bad people in the world, but they just move around a lot. And I thought that was fairly accurate. But I've had a lot of good things happen to me in my life. People have helped me out a lot. I've lost wallets, I've lost phones, different things. And whether you believe in karma or not, karma or not, which I do believe in karma. But karma aside, it just felt really good to do something nice for someone. Especially in today's climate. It's nice to just send a message to someone. Say, hey, how you doing? Checking on. Having a chat. Bringing them a phone back. Giving them a couple bucks. Picking up something they need. That stops the overthinking. You know, life in a lot of ways is long. Got a lot of opportunity and a lot of time to make something happen for yourself. And in other ways, it's very short. That's why overthinking is such a detriment in a lot of ways to a lot of things that I tried. I mean, I still did a lot of stuff, and I think that's why I feel somewhat of a failure with the self-helpy stuff. Because I tried so many things. So many things didn't work out. But you know what's working out great? It's just doing whatever the hell I want. I've still got to work. And, and pay the bills and do all that stuff. But not reading a self-help book over the last little while and just getting engrossed in stories is making me a better person, not only emotionally, but I think it's actually making me more creative when I tell this stuff on my podcast. I just feel like I'm able to convey the message a little bit easier. I'm able to to bring you in to how I feel. At least I hope I can do that. I, I want to bring you in and I want you to know that what I did for this guy today, it made me feel awesome. I could have said, yeah, man, pick your phone up tomorrow. No big deal. I'll be around. But it was nine minutes out of my day. You know, if you count getting the chair in and out, it was like... 17 minutes out of my day to help this guy out. Would you take 17 minutes out of your day to help somebody out? I hope so. You wouldn't, I didn't overthink that process. Whenever we're trying to help somebody, genuinely trying to help some somebody without an agenda back, feels good. Feels super good. And obviously our reward is just feeling good. I don't need anything from this person. I don't need anything from you guys. I wanted to monetize the crap out of this podcast. 
if that happens, that happens. But I'm not going for that as a goal anymore. Obviously, I think about it every once in a while. What if I got views? What if I got downloads? What if I got listens? What would happen? Then I could just do this all the time and I'd get paid for it. Cool. But there's that old question that they used to ask back in the day. If you had a million dollars, what would you do? And it gives you the idea to think about what would you do if you didn't have to worry about money? I'm lucky I don't have to worry about money. I get, I get government benefits, which I need because of my disability. I get help from family and friends, and I work. So I don't need to monetize this podcast. I don't need to jam ads down your guys' throat right off the bat. I mean, I've only done 35 episodes of this thing. 30, yeah, 35. I hope I said this is episode 35, because I think it is. So, anyway, it just felt good. It felt super good to help someone, and it stopped me from overthinking, and I didn't even overthink the process at all, because I wasn't trying to get something out of it. I didn't doubt that the right thing to do was the right thing to do. So at the end of this podcast, maybe that is the actual truth around overthinking. Overthinking only happens when you doubt yourself or you doubt you're doing the right thing. But when you're helping someone, never overthinking because you're always doing the right thing. Episode 35 of the Rolling and Ramblin' Podcast with Steve Bertram.